make room for sport. You can either watch TV or surf the web, but you can't do both. Correct. Man, that is so fucked up. And it, it, su- it sucks that the only way to fix Suffer. that is to call them and admit that like you really need to be able to do both at the same time. <laughs> like it's really it's really important to your lifestyle. <laughs> maybe you have to like maybe you have to write an essay um, to like convince like maybe they just want people to convince them like why they need to do both at the same time. I think it's pretty smart actually. <laughs> right. Um, can you guys hear my neighbors screaming or or no? I, I don't hear yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, all, right. Hear it. all right. All right. Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Maybe we've already started. Um, oh. Welcome back to Make Room for Sports. Uh, <laughs> your weekly dose of sports information and fact. Uh, with me, I have Dave Dominey. Hey guys. Okay, and Mikhail Britt. You know who's, uh, you know who's who? Robert Mueller is definitely not going to indict tomorrow. Great question. Uh, anyone of significance? Colin Kaepernick. Oh, so true. Well, actually, he's not getting indicted. Fingers crossed. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, if he does, you're going to feel really bad tomorrow, Dave. Yeah, that's going to be like really. That would and and that would like totally be a. Uh, yeah, maybe he just flipped. Maybe he's like on Trump's side now, and he's totally just like pandering. And they're gonna arrest Colin Kaepernick uh, for for Russia. The double agent. Yeah, for like Russia. Yeah, I mean, look, he didn't kneel for the flag. Like he got a, He's got to be a Russian agent. Um, mm-hmm. All right, and we have uh, Mike Lochran in Philadelphia. Hey, hey, I'm here. Half lamb, half appraising. All right, and uh, Mikhail Britt. Hey, do you guys remember? Like an old video series called, it was called like Dorf, Dorf Does Golf. Yeah, Tim Conway. What was that? Great question. <laughs> uh, okay, so, uh, I'm glad you asked, Mikel. Uh We're getting already into the facts for our listeners. Tim Conway was a comedian, uh, and his uh, big shtick, and it was a great one, was that he would uh, put his shoes on his knees and pretend to be shorter than he was. And he'd play a character named Dorf, who was competent in certain ways and less so in others. And he would learn things. And for some reason, these videos were like extremely popular in the 80s. And Dorf on Golf is, I think, one of the most popular and beloved ones, possibly just because it's almost a rhyme. That's science. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just it. He, he pretended to be this like silly guy. It was like, it was like an Ernest P. Worrell style uh, shtick, basically. Uh, I remember just like yeah, we've seen commercials back in the day where you had to like call, you'd have to call like a one nine hundred number to order it, and I I never yep. really understood like what it was or why it was funny or I think I was too young maybe, but I don't think so. Uh, in fact, I think it, <laughs> it, it it was like an all ages affair. Uh, I think it was like a very wholesome comedy. That's why I'm kind of like in my mind, Dwarf is is just like really intertwined with uh, Dave Barry. Um, cause I just think huh. of like these like kind of wholesome, like elderly white male comedians that made jokes that were very much of the, like, like, like then my wife tells me it's time to mow the lawn. Well, he was also like mocking little people, right? I was going to say, I wonder if that would be considered problematic today. Uh, putting your shoes on your knees and pretending to be short. 
Absolutely problematic. <laughs> Sounds problematic. Uh, I mean, I can't, I, I can't think of anything more problematic, really. Um, Tim Conway, uh, it, it, interestingly, so if you go to Wikipedia, they have a whole section under Tim Conway that is simply labeled Dorf. Um, huh. He played a diminutive, dark-haired Scandinavian known as Dorf, a variation on Dwarf. Okay, yeah, wow. that's 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 like problematic on like five or six different levels. Sounds problematic. One, two, three, four, five. Um, he first appeared in the 1987 film Dwarf on Golf, and has since appeared in eight other films on a variety of sports, from baseball to auto racing. Uh, Dwarf on Golf was remastered for DVD in 2007. Let's get it. Um, let's, buy, let's buy it. The weirdest thing is that they don't even list his Dwarf. Like I'm on Wikipedia, and it's just like giving me. It's not giving me like the real dwarf scoop. Um, yeah. What's the, what is the real dwarfs? Yeah. I want I want like... a list of all his dwarf. I want ev- I want a list of all the sports that dwarf played and oh. or learned about. And I'm not getting um, I'm not getting any of that right now. It feels Let's like it's always it. hard to get the real scoop on dwarf, like ge- generally. Yeah. Well, let me just <laughs> like, say it's a metaphor for how the internet makes us feel. Right? right. It's like you can get some of it, but you can't get the full scoop. Uh, Tim Conway. I'm gonna I'm gonna list some performances of Tim Conway's that uh, longtime listeners of this show will realize that this has actually secretly been a Tim Conway podcast because you know what films? <laughs> Why are we talking about this? What's going on right now? You know what films Tim Conway stars in? Gus, 1976. You know what other films oh, Tim Conway stars in? Air Bud, Golden Receiver. Oh uh, yeah, uh, and the the Long Shot, which is a horse racing comedy. He was uh, good friends with Don Knotts. Right. So he's really into sports. Uh, yes. He's a sports, he's a sports wasn't, guy. I think, I think Don Knotts was in Gus also, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yes, yeah. he's, he's the coach or something. All right, guys. And I bet he watched... I bet, I bet Don Knotts watched sports occasionally. I think Dave is, like, forming an ulcer right now. <laughs> like, because <laughs> like, this is so sports-adjacent, but not sports, like, really topical. <laughs> That that yeah, I think I think we need to see because I actually uh, I watched a good amount of sports this week. Um, I watched a baseball game, and Whoa, it good. was like nice. it, it was the most exciting baseball game of all time, which is to say it was you, excruciatingly dull but watchable. You have watched more baseball games this season than I have. Then <laughs> yeah, I watched uh, I watched the game that went into like extra innings between the Astros oh. and the Dodgers, and and like where they were hitting a lot of home runs, and I was still. Like I, I did see. read, Simon, like, they have a way now they, they can measure how exciting a baseball game is. What? And they, they did they did announce what? that that was, like, they, they made, a, like, they have a way to measure how exciting the games are in terms of, like, they were comparing this game to other World Series games. And they said it was right. in the top, like, 5% of exciting games. How do they yeah, measure like that? Like, scientists? You know, just, like, big like, data. It's, it's big data. Is it, like, home Crunch runs? Numbers. Like, home runs and, and, and players on base? Is is that like is that what? I, mean, I think it's probably those two things, and then also like hundreds of thousands of other things. Well, I think that made this that game especially exciting was like an LA Dodgers fan, like leapt the fence into the Astros bullpen, to to discourage them yeah. verbally, and was like instantly arrested. Um, which no. is yeah, right. which I mean, you're like, not supposed to do that. Well, no, but that's probably worth like a hundred points on the scale of. Uh, the scale of excitement in baseball yeah. games. So, like, yeah. You could have a totally boring game, and then at the ninth inning, like um, um, you know, like five hundred dogs could run onto the field <laughs> right. by accident, 
Oh, and that yeah. might be the most exciting game ever. So well, like, one thing people don't know is like the baseball commissioners actually keep just like thousands of wild animals caged <laughs> up so that if the games get boring, but then like they're not tasteless. So that's why sometimes you'll see just one squirrel and that's because right. they just need like one bump up on the, the SOE. And so then, but other times it might be 500 dogs. Like if it's super boring. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot actually that I was going to do a bit last episode where I was doing game updates during the episode, and the funny thing about the game updates was that nothing was going to change during the course of the hour I watched the game, and that was true. You did, but, but I, I I was going to go back. Yeah, to, you totally did that bit. Yeah, but yeah. I was going to finish with it, and then I forgot to finish with it. That's ah. how I was going to like close uh, out the episode. I mean, I did the I did the it, bit. I'm just saying, I guess I could have done the bit more. And you guys, mm. you guys feel like I did the bit to the correct extent. I definitely got it. I think okay. it, it was funny. The rule of threes, the rule of threes in comedy. I think you did it twice, so you could yeah, have done it once more. That's exactly how I feel. Um, Do you guys remember that time on the podcast when Dave was eating that weird fish? Yeah. Hey, are you watching me right now? <laughs> I feel like you're eating fish again. How did you fucking know that? We can yeah. hear it. Yeah, you've been eating food. You've been eating food on like the last three episodes, Dave. And it sounds different it. when you're eating fish. It's a salmon. It's a salmon tartine. Yeah. Yeah, busted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah busted. He was eating that other the other fish he was eating in Finland. It was called like the Kura Tara or Dure Tara. Oh yeah, I can't remember something interrupt uh, Yeah, and I'm <laughs> I remember we asked you to stop and you said no. <laughs> <laughs> that was like I mean, to be fair to me, that was like five months ago. So hey. only a couple times in five months and so bad. Yeah, and That's we didn't true. have that was back when we had like only like four listeners as opposed to our robust uh, like like dozens now. Um, I, I got right? bad news. I got bad news. Uh oh. Have, have our stats gone down? Uh, we had more listeners in June than in, than in October. Yeah. Oh shit. Mm. Well, you know, I need to. We need to get back on promoting this thing. We, you know, wait, but October's not over yet. We still have a chance. We still have a shot. Yeah. yeah. But this is our. This one has to be really good. Close we need to some over. good word of mouth on this one. Okay. We need to post it immediately. Also. Yeah. Well, that's that's oh, also right. true. We got like two days. Um. I'm currently watching the Cowboys Redskins game. There's 54 seconds left. It's pretty, uh, pretty exciting. If I if I didn't just hate both these teams arbitrarily, um, yeah, I'm you know. It's didn't exciting. the Redskins uh, the Red or who's the team that's really good right now? Is it the Redskins? They're losing, so no. Uh, the the Eagles are really good. We're seven and one now. Yeah, the Eagles are nice. Yeah. Oh wow, we have the best record in the world. Oh. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, the well, Cowboys. Your, bas- seem- your basketball. T- oh, I was going to say his basketball team sucks, but yeah, yeah, they do. Well, wait. Before we move on, Mike, you were going to say something about uh, you know, maybe we could improve our podcast stats with uh, different music or or a different theme. Well, I um, not our theme, but we had had an idea, or I had an idea that I wanted to talk about the different. NFL theme musics on the because every network has their own song, uh, but that was for like I wanted to do that for week one, and I gave everybody a homework assignment, which was listen to this YouTube clip of all the themes kind of um, back to back to back, and then no one no one did it, and then we forgot. <laughs> yeah, okay. and I, I brought it up earlier to ask like what you meant, like you meant the actual like like every um, like ABC, NBC, CBS, they have their own theme song for football. Right, right, right. So there's, let's see, there's yeah. Fox, CBS, uh, ESPN, NBC, NFL Network. I wonder if Amazon Prime has their own. I hope they have their own theme song. Um, Which so, one yeah, do you like the best? Well, I'm partial. I think the question, 
I think it's always like which one did you grow like if you watched a, like a one team your whole life, whatever mm-hmm. network they play on is the one that gives you the most nostalgia. So growing up watching the Eagles, that means the Fox, the Fox theme song is like, it stirs me. Oh it's yeah, just that- the one that says, "Are you ready for some football?" And yeah, that's Williams Monday team. night. Yeah, that's, that's Monday night yeah. football. Yeah, the yeah. Fox one is actually just a weird dirge where they just like howl football and you hear like the whistling winds and then like <laughs> and then like a mournful wailing and then they say right. football again and then the game starts. Yeah. Wait, but you whisper, know who that is, They whisper right? the word football. <laughs> yes. Are you are you ready for some football? That's uh, Hank, no, uh, Hank that? Williams Jr. Yeah, it's it's Hank Williams' uh, son. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hank, the, uh, the father yeah, of Hank. The talent, the, the talent in that family skipped the generation. It really the, did. It's extraordinary. You have the grandfather, and then you have the guy, the, the Monday Night Football guy, and then the grandson is great. Yeah, Hank Williams' his, his, third. That guy's yeah. son is great, and he's really embarrassed of his dad. <laughs> yeah, his dad is. I mean, it's very weird because yeah, Hank Williams Senior is incredible, uh, and then Hank Williams the third has kind of carved out a niche as a very popular kind of alternative country guy and then hank williams jr like is is just like this weird kind of walk like anthropomorphized like kool-aid man like i just picture (laughs) like i just picture the picture of kool-aid whenever i think of him bursting through like a wall he's also like a right-wing moron yeah he is yeah he's 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 a total and his son is back to his grandfather who you know obviously is like super lefty just like voice of the common man well, yeah, and and furthermore, I mean, I I do think that Hank Williams Jr. When people think like of everything bad about country music, that's right. usually kind of what I think about. I mean, there's worse examples. There's you know, there's the like, uh, you know, there, I I can't even think of these guys like the kind of really patri- Billy Ray Cyrus. Or- well, he was like one of the first like really patriotic like like pro America like you know I'm sure I'm sure there's some Hank Williams Jr. song about like the their first Gulf War. Um, that's like, you know, stomping Saddam or something, you know, it's one of those types. Anyway, um, (laughs) I have, I have a question for everybody actually, which is about, it's about weather and, um, what you would wear in different kinds of weather. So I'm watching, it's raining really badly in the Northeast, um, today. So I watched the Eagles game in the rain and now some of us are watching the Washington football team play the Cowboys in the rain. And I've been noticing that coaches choose very different kinds of um, rain protection I think based on how like manly they want to um, appear to be in front of their players uh, the Cowboys I'm wondering what everyone would wear if you were a football coach and you're like because it's weird because you're on the sidelines like you don't have to do anything and these poor guys have to like run around in the muck and the mire all day long Wow, usage of the week I think I'm thinking of Toby Keith uh, anyway, the Cowboys scored another <laughs> touchdown, and uh, Reba McIntyre. Oh uh, well, she's okay. Reba's okay. Is she? Yeah, isn't she? I think she is. Maybe I don't. I don't really know anything. I'm just naming things. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, she had like a sitcom. Anyway, that mean yeah, and we know that everyone who has a sitcom is good. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's something we remember. Uh, what was that? Was oh, uh, I did want to say really briefly something we discovered before you came on the line, Dave. Is that a uh, because we do this podcast now, we have no, no idea what's happening in any of each other's lives um, oh, yeah. anymore. Uh, but we, because all we do is talk about sports, and we've really, and that's good. That makes us more. Are other uh, things happening in you guys' lives? N- no, I, not that I can remember. Um, like anyway, the but point as is, we yeah, were, it's good. When we were waiting for you, um, we were trying to have a conversation, but every time we started, we were like, save it for the podcast. Yeah. And then we realized we couldn't talk about anything. And then we realized Simon didn't know that I started 
uh, my job four months ago. Yeah. I was here for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, the, it, the tail end of that, yeah. It's important. I mean, we kind of are, we're learning to communicate uh, with each other in the correct way, which is we just talk about sports. Through the lens and of like, sports, yeah. <laughs> even though I can't talk to you guys as much anymore about, like, stuff that matters, I can talk a lot more to, like, people I don't know, like, guys I don't know that well at work about sports. So I yeah. make up for not talking to you guys by, like, talking to, like, random dudes about sports. Oh, man. That feels like a metaphor for everything that's wrong with modern culture, actually. Yeah, this is making me feel really bad. <laughs> like, I don't have any friends, and I just have to go home straight from work. But then when I go home, I, like, have all these message boards, and I feel so connected to all these strangers. It's beautiful. So have I convinced us to finally stop doing the podcast? <laughs> well, it is interesting. Like, what if the podcast brought us together, but then also tears us all apart? It did. I mean, yeah, it, it already did. did. Yeah, that already yeah. happened. Yeah. That was like... <laughs> That was like actually almost instantaneous. <laughs> to be fair, uh, and we've just been kind of doing it ever since. Um, all right, let me. Let, so what? So what do we have this week? Let's, so what's going on with this Fultz? Should we do some? Wait, can we do like wait, top plays of the week or something like that? Oh yeah, so let's like, do our plays of the week. Some, yeah. Wait, before we do that, I want nobody. Nobody answered my question about what you would wear for rain gear if you were an NFL coach. I'd wear a a, win, a waterproof uh, like windbreaker with a hoodie. That's what I wear actually everywhere. Yeah, Mikhail, what would you wear? I'd get a um, one of those old school like telephone booths, <laughs> and I just I'd stand in it. All right, I just wanted I wanted one zinger out of that, and that counts. I got right. it. Got it. And and oh wait, can I can I change my answer while Dave thinks of one? I'd cover yeah. I'd cover my skin with Rain-X. Um, <laughs> like entirely every inch of my body, so the rain would just beat up on me and drift away without getting me wet. <laughs> would you? Would I think you would have to leave one body part uncovered, kind of like um, like uh, when you draw ants to the sugar at a picnic. Like you put you put oh. one plate down for the ants. Mm. You put a plate so down like, for the like ants. It. Yeah, like, yeah. Out, like out you of, leave uh, one leg uncovered. I don't. You put a plate down for the ants. You like feed the ants. Look, yeah, yeah. That's how it's done. Okay. I've never heard of this, but it sounds really smart. Yeah, it's a really yeah, good that idea. way the ants don't go onto your picnic. They go they go where you uh, want them to go. You give them a distraction almost. Yeah. Huh. Well, yeah, I've... I do that with literally everything in my life. <laughs> There's always a plate for the ants. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. how the tradition of pouring like beer on the curb began. It was like for the ants. And then it became more <laughs> of a like dead homies type situation. Uh, yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, because so, you, you don't want to be drinking beer and then take a swig and it's, an, it's just a swig full of half beer, half ants. So that's Mouth you, full of ants. Yeah, yeah so you no always pour a little on the ground. Uh, that's how that tradition began. And I would just wear my normal uh, street clothes because actually rain doesn't touch me. It just goes around me. Like I've never actually felt rain. Would you just have like a giant battery-powered fan that you hold in both hands straight up towards the sky? <laughs> I don't even need that. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but somehow, like, I just walk between the raindrops. It's weird. You're just like you're just born that you were born that way. I guess. I mean, I can't remember when I was born, but I assume. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> um, can we talk about this Fultz uh, Fultz injury? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't read the article Dave sent around, but um, so maybe Dave can tell us about it. Yeah. What's going I think on? I just took a screenshot. I don't think it was anything more than the screenshot. It's just the seventy uh, sixers announced that Fultz is out indefinitely. With a uh, shoulder injury, so bad. He doesn't so have bad. any um, like MRIs were negative and that sort of thing. There's no structural damage. He just has like some kind of weird shoulder problem. 
And that's actually so more they, concerning, they, did, right? That like they yeah. don't know what it is, and that's even worse. I would say so. I'm trying. I'm. I'm looking it up right now. Um, it was. It was a pretty. They, the way they worded they it, was it, like, at, it was like. It was. It was like unbalanced or out of balance or something. Yeah, yeah. Like his shoulders out of balance. It sounded like it could be like a permanent or like a like a chronic issue. Um, I can't find the language right now, but um, it didn't sound good. <laughs> it sounded sounded I mean, really bad. All right. Well, sorry to hear that. Can't Mike. they just give him a new shoulder? Can't we just? Can we three D print a shoulder and give it to him? Eventually. Uh, do we have any? Have the Sixers won a game yet this season, Mike? They've won two games. They're two and four. They won last night. Are we? Has and it, we haven't gone to ten games in the season yet, so we don't know where we are in our in our betting pool that we did. Oh yeah, I was gonna say we should we should review that and see like who's on track and whatever. But if if you do something else for a second, I'll I'll pull up all the data. Okay. okay. Uh, well, yeah. I I do want to mention the the thing that. Uh, well, I do want to mention the Texans owner and his uh, kind of infamous quote this week, which I think Dave will probably want to weigh on it as well. But I because I, lo- I thought this was a uh, it's one of these like post Trump things where people are finally saying like the things that they uh, have been thinking, but not saying for reasons of decency and decorum, uh, where his his uh, description or his response to the NFL protest was we can't have inmates running the prison, which he apologized and said was a figure of speech. Now, the figure of speech, of course. Is not uh, that yeah <laughs> is is inmates running the asylum and it right. means something completely different. So him yeah. saying uh, that his his players protesting police shootings and and white supremacy was the inmates running the prison is I think a remarkably uh, remarkably indicative of his of their attitude kind of towards this whole thing and and just how kind of condescending and fucked up it is. Um, yeah, I mean it couldn't be more perfect. Like he just like in that in that line he completely underscored the entire real reason for the protest um, that people are protesting against um, the injustice of the police state and um, like by like even switching the language of, of the idiom like yeah it even I mean it's what more can you say I mean he said it all like when well, the idiom it's, it's hard to yeah the idiom doesn't work at all if it's the inmates running the prison. I mean, if someone says to me, like, oh, the inmates are running the prison, I'm like, oh, that's probably good, you know, like, like that. Right. That sounds like a, that sounds like some, what, where is that, Denmark? That sounds like a good prison. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, he totally, yeah, it's a disaster. Anyway, uh, and then also I wanted to... And he tried to lie about it, too. He tried to lie about it and say that he was talking about something else. He said he was talking about, um, like, the front office of the NFL, um, but people who were there said no. It was, it was definitely in the context of the uh, of the protests. So yeah, I, I, it's it's um yeah. I mean it's it's just so it's so sad to me. It's just like I, I, I don't know. It just makes me sad. I always I always remember on one episode, Dave, you were kind of talking about this, and you were, and you mentioned um, just how their their name was owners, like their owners. You were referencing it to like uh, slave owners, I think. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. And it always that always stuck with me when you said that. Alright, where's I, mean, they def- I have no recollection cons- of this. They go. definitely conceive of themselves that way. They definitely conceive themselves as, as as owning these bodies. And um yeah, I mean I think he made that pretty clear. I I d I don't know what more one could say. I agree. I, I, really, player, I, really, wish Houston, I really wish the Texans had uh had not played this week. I think um yeah. that would have been real social action, but it's easy for me to say from my position. You know, maybe eighty percent of that roster is replaceable. So maybe there's only twenty percent of that roster that is that uniquely talented that they could get away with that. Um, 
So right. it's easy for they did I, almost the whole team knelt during the anthem. Yeah, um, yeah, they did. But that's that's about all they did. There was I forget who it was. There was one player that was calling for just to change to the actual nomenclature, and it was asking for the word owner to be replaced by like chairman or chairperson or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I didn't see that. that. That would make sense. And yeah. and Mike, you said a while ago that the NFL, the actual NFL contract, does have a weird item in it uh, about like the, about how what they're supposed to do during the anthem. That's like, actually I noticed that about the NBA collective um, oh. I don't. I actually I don't know what's in the NFL one. I would assume the NFL one is even worse. Yeah. And even even more uh, draconian in that regard. But uh, I'm not sure. I mean, because I guess that's the question for a lot of these guys is, is, you know, putting your job on the line for a protest is, is, you know, it's a scary thing. So, and if these are in theory contractually fireable, you know, actions, I don't know, it gets complicated. Well, just the whole fucking idea that the owners think that people will boycott football if the players protest is so like obviously absurd on its face. Like oh, yeah. people are addicted to football. They cannot stop watching football. There is not one person in the world who will give up football for more than one week. Not because even they're us. upset about, <laughs> about their players' political stances. Yeah, there's no way. It's so deeply like enmeshed in the culture that you cannot separate it. No one's going anywhere. The players can do anything they want. And like no redneck hillbilly racist is going to do anything about it ever. Ugh, Peyton Manning's on my TV screen right now. I just want to punch his face. Anyway, is he a commentator or something? Nah, he's like trying to sell me Directv. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know the usual. Oh, shit. Dave might need. Dave might need that. Oh, actually, I'm. So, yeah, actually, I'll, I'll call it Peyton. Right, I'll call him back. Yeah, hit him up. Hit okay. Him up. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh. And then let's get into our plays of the week. I actually had a really good one, but now I can't remember it. So you guys go ahead. I have one. Um. Did you guys this um. So Marshawn Lynch got ejected last week. Did you guys see this story? Uh-uh. No. Marshawn Lynch, um, formerly of the Seahawks, now of the Raiders, got ejected and then suspended for one week for pushing a ref. Um, there was like a he was off the field. He was on the sideline at the time. There was a penalty called, and there was a little bit of an altercation. And like some of the players went running out from the sidelines to get involved in the scrum. And Marshawn Lynch, like maybe half unintentionally kind of shoved the ref which is not allowed in the nfl so he got suspended for one week that's not my play of week my play of the week is that this week he wasn't even allowed to practice with the raiders because it was like a, a really big suspension so he like dressed up in his raiders gear and went to his high school football team and practiced with them because he's actually from oakland uh, I, heard like, about, I heard about this part actually yeah, yeah there's some really awesome footage wow. of him like running plays with his high school team which i thought was awesome oh wow that is awesome that's pretty cool and he's an amazing guy. I don't know. I think he's he's he's. I like that guy. Oh, definitely. Um, I have a uh, my I have a play of the week, but it's well, it was from about two weeks ago. But we haven't done plays of the week in a while, so I feel like I can use this one. Okay. Um, did you guys see this when when the what? Oh. Is Simon on on the phone with somebody? No, no, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm talking to you. Oh, but. Did, why'd you, what? I said that's okay. Right, why'd you say okay? Just yeah, go, man. Because you said oh. you said that you were doing a play from like three weeks ago. I said okay. Oh, I think my I, th- I think my uh, my uh, reception is not working right or something. Are you <laughs> doing a bit? No, no, no. This is this is genuine confusion. I actually do have to make um, a call really quick. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Mikhail, so, go anyway, ahead. Kiko, did you guys see this when Kiko Alonso um, carried? Who did he carry? He like carried another football I did, player. I did see that. Yeah, it's amazing. And he like, I don't even know what exactly happened. Like he went to, he bumped, he, he like bumped into, and instead of getting the interception, he like caught some other football player and just started carrying him down the field. <laughs> he ran with them like five yards. It was really funny. Yeah. Um, my understanding is that like he had that he like wrapped that guy up. And then the only way to put him back down because he was moving so fast was going to be to like body slam him, but that's illegal. So he had to like ah. slow his own momentum. So we had to just carry the guy until he slowed down. It was actually a really smart play. Um, that is smart. Like, yeah. the guy was like slung over. The guy was like over his shoulder, like slung over his shoulder, like a bag of potatoes, kind of. And um, that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense now. So he wasn't yeah. just. Oh yeah, I see. That. To avoid slamming him to the ground and picking up a penalty. Smart. Yeah. Okay, I thought I thought it was purely for fun. Um, no, but then one week later on Monday Night Football this week, I forget who they were playing. He uh, he hit the quarterback a little bit late in the head, and um, I think concussed the quarterback and is now in trouble. So he did uh, not did, exercise the same humanitarian spirit last week or this week. Who's that? Kiko Alonso. Yeah, I did. I did read about that too. Yeah, the city hit. I didn't. I didn't know if he hit him too hard or what did he do. He hit him after. He hit him a little bit late and like. Pretty kind of in the head, and those are both bad things. Yeah. Like you shouldn't you shouldn't do those things if you can help it. Um, so, okay, Kiko Alonso, one good thing, one bad thing. Yeah, I mean, isn't that isn't that so often the case? Um, I do. Uh, I remember my play of the week. Uh, it was during Game Two of the World Series, which I watched on Wednesday night. It was supposedly the most exciting game in baseball history. Um, at the bottom of the 10th inning with a score tied 5-5. I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, the Astros pitcher um, made a pickoff move uh, through the ball to second base um, where uh, the, one of the Dodgers was kind of uh, edging out and away from it. And he hit the umpire, uh, causing him to <laughs> allowing the allowing him to advance to third. So uh, I thought that was really funny, and I liked it because uh, I've seen people hit by baseballs and I enjoy it, and it's funny. Whoa. But I've never seen a pitcher throw a ball and hit and hit the umpire. Um, Wait, I, I think Mikel just saw a double just, rainbow. Go ahead. I kind of did, no, I. I think I just realized I had a dream. Or you, you guys tell me this. I had a dream where like, got mad at another athlete and threw a baseball at his head or face and like severely injured him. But I think that was just a dream that I'm, I'm just re- remembering. Or what was the name of the person? You got a little foggy, right? As you said, yeah, you kind person. of broke up a little bit there for a sec. Yeah, you're breaking up a oh, lot. I know, I know, I know. Fuck. Um, was it? I don't me? know the name of the. Do you remember in, in sixth grade when I did that? No, remember when I did that? I yes. Lebowski. Classic. That was a classic moment. I maybe probably well in my subconscious I was remembering that and then but it played out differently. But do you want to tell that story, Dave? It's a good it's story. It's it's all right. It's not a good story, know. but it, it it framed for some reason it like it was for it was like a big deal in our life for a while. Yeah, Dave. I mean, I, we were playing like like softball or something, and there were two teams, and um, the, like this is like, fifth or sixth grade, so ten or eleven years old, and the other team was kind of like taking a while, and I was the pitcher, um, and I got impatient, and they were like they were huddled together, um, like I don't know what they were talking about. And I kept on like 
yelling for them to hurry up. And my whole team was sort of yelling for them to hurry up. And then I decided to just like wing the ball like right at the middle of that group as hard as I could. And of course, like as I did that, the like people saw it coming and sort of like dispersed and the ball <laughs> went directly towards the head of like the prettiest girl in elementary school who oh, like no. I totally oh, had a crush no. on and like everyone had a crush on and like nailed her in the face with like with a softball like as hard as I could throw it. No, that's actually that's actually good. That's called negging. That's actually a good pickup artist technique. So yeah, so so probably you guys dated for a while after that. It's like one of these guilty childhood things that you're just like, it's like your first childhood understanding of like guilt and regret. Um, Dave, do you want to do you want to apologize to well to yourself and then to her right now? Yeah, I mean, I felt so bad at the time too because that was like the last person that I would have wanted that ball to hit in the face. Like, I, I just yeah. really, it's like... Wait, is that problematic if Dave's main regret is that she was, like, really pretty? <laughs> you, like, wishes he hit an ugly girl? Well, yeah. I'd been sort of, like, cultivating, like, some sort of, you know, like, like stifled friendship with her. <laughs> like, um, yeah, and after that, I don't think she really wanted to talk to me anymore. Uh, that sounds totally so. heartbreaking. Was she, was she injured? I think I gave her a black eye, like, oh. and I got kicked out of school, too. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, yeah. You, you got it ex- like expelled from elementary school. Well, I got school? Like, suspended for like a day or two. Uh, I've, I got suspended from school a few times. Yeah, the suspension is always a weird. That's like the weirdest punishment because they're like, "All I right, know. like here you get a couple of days off school," and you're like, "Wait, what?" Now like, you get a weekend in yeah. the middle of the week. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't have to go to school tomorrow. You're like, "Oh, like a snow day." Like yeah, yeah. Okay. Sick. Cool. Yeah, this is nice. And my parents didn't love it because I was like, no. you know. 10 and they couldn't leave me home alone so i had to like go with my mom to, to her work or whatever which and then she probably had to, sucked for her and then she had to explain it yeah well that's really suspension is really a punishment on the parents definitely uh, yeah like so many things um yeah i was just yeah anyway um, hey, can i do a can i do a great name update uh yeah the 49ers have a guy whose name is ledger doosable <laughs> whoa <laughs> ah, all right that's a great name and then l-e-g-e-r O-U-Z-A-B-L-E, Ledger Doosable. Oh. Dave, do you have a play of the week? I wanna I wanna I don't wanna close I don't wanna close that section without hearing oh, hearing if you have I a do. Play. Okay. Real real quick, Dave, before you can we do a Dave pronounces things? We this is done not how so this long. works, man. This is not how this works. Oh. How does it work? It works that Simon asked me if I have a play of the week and I answered yes and then I say who my play of the week is. That's correct. I know, but like before Simon said that I was thinking, oh Dave should pronounce this person's name. I was trying to put I was trying to put the spotlight on you, Dave. Yeah, that's not how it works, though. Like, oh. <laughs> like, like when you're thinking of the thing, and other people are saying a thing, we have the like the saying trumps the thinking. It's it's competitive on this show to get a word in sometimes. Actually, I have a it. different I have a different way of thinking about this. I think that Mikel might want this more than Dave wants his thing. Okay. I, I want, All right. Uh, uh, Mikel might. Mikel might be like an eight out of ten needing this, and Dave maybe with his play of the week is like a seven out of ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, let's do Mikel's thing, and then Dave can finish our segment. <laughs> What's Mikel? What do you want Dave to do? Um, there's an old, there's an old drop that we never use called Dave pronounces things. Dave pronounces things. Yeah, because it has such, right. he has such a good voice. I, I feel like I you wanna, guys got it right. I don't. I, uh, you want me to like to, to attempt like an alternative pronunciation? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Léger du sable. 
Oh, that was good. That was, that was really great. good. Yeah. All right, that was uh, worth it. Totally worth it. That was yeah. totally worth it. All right, Dave, let's let's hear your play of the week. Uh, my play of the week is that um, Tom Brady. <laughs> it's an ironic play of the week. Okay. My play of the week is that Tom Brady uh, teamed up with Aston Martin, the luxury ah. car maker, God, to is- supposedly like um, um, like collaborate on a, on a car design. And uh, they're releasing 12 of them, and they cost $360,000 each. And it has, like, a bunch of, like, like Tom Brady, like, signatures in it and, like, Patriot stuff, like, I don't know, like, embroidered into it or carved into it or something. I love it when fancy things are tacky as shit. Yeah. Like, like, I actually really do love that. Like, when it's like, here, here's the most expensive purse ever, and it's just, like, this, like, Tommy Hilfiger-looking piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I love that. That's that, that is a great play. I'm actually gonna go with Dave's play. I like Dave's play this week. That's. Uh, that's can one. you imagine how rotten your soul would be if you were the I assume man driving one of those cars, like the, some fucking shithead Patriots fan? Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's amazing. It would probably be that. Who's that? Who's that kid who hiked up the 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 price of those drugs? Um, Martin Screlly. Oh, Martin Screlly. The Pharma Bro. Yeah. Totally getting one of those. Yeah. Probably have, have one. He's probably going to buy them all so no one else can have one, but the joke's <laughs> going to be on him. Uh, like when Wu-Tang fucking sold them his album because they're fucking losers. Anyway, I'm pretty sure he's in jail, actually, that guy. Yeah, he is, I think. I think he got like indicted for some kind of insider trading type thing. Um, or no, he was kind of scamming people, basically, they found out. He like ran an investment firm that was basically just like hiding the fact that it didn't make any money. Um, and he, uh, I think he uh, is either in prison for that or it's an ongoing... Uh, ongoing court thing i read a thing about the um sorry go ahead dave no you go ahead i read this thing about the the like what the jurors who got out of who said they couldn't be uh they couldn't be objective about him like the reasons they gave and they were they were all just like they were all just like that rat-faced fuck looks like an asshole (laughs) yeah this yeah (laughs) i just want to punch him yeah Yeah. no it is they were all like i don't know who he is because i don't keep up with the news but like i want to i want to murder him with my hands Yeah, yeah, I can't be objective. Gone onto YouTube and looked at his channel. Oh yeah, it's remarkable. He he does. Yeah, okay, he, good. he like freestyles and and I mean he's yeah. really yeah he's, he posts he, like four hour videos of him just like oh just being like really lonely and just pathetic and just weird and posing and it's it's fucking crazy. Well, and he hits on journalists yeah. in really sad ways on Twitter. I mean, he, yeah. it, it, we're in this weird time where like you can truly be like very famous just by trolling people. Um, and actually, I guess president. Um, but you know, he, he he feels like one of the more egregious examples. Hey guys, I, I want to take a short uh, sponsorship break. Um, wow. Mikhail and I prepared a little thing. As you know, we've been doing our best to to get sponsorship. So I thought this week Mikhail and I would prepare a little something, um, you know, in kind of honor of our potential sponsors. Um, Mikhail, Mikhail, are you are you ready to do this thing? Yeah, of course. I'm bored. This is I'm wild. Bored oh, okay, this is really, really right. surprising. Uh, commercial break. All right. Ouch! Ah, oh, not again. What's the matter, Mikhail? Every time I go outside, it it hurts my feet. I try to double layer my socks, even triple layer, but the ground is too sharp. I'm sick of tracking blood in on my carpet. Have you tried wearing shoes? Shoes? Exactly. Since I started wearing shoes, I no longer have to bleach the bloodstains out of my athletic socks. That would be great! I'm so sick of that bleach smell. But who makes shoes? 
The concept of the shoe was invented by Big Baller Footwear, a Big Baller brand subsidiary. They make a housing for your feet out of mostly cowskin and rubber, which protects them from the harsh elements. Cowskin and rubber, but is it comfortable? You know it. Whether I'm at the courts or just lying in bed under the blankets trying to sleep, I've always got my big ballers on. I'm gonna get a pair. They're expensive. Oh no! Big Baller Footwear, a proud sponsor of Make Room for Spur. (laughs) Whoa. All right. Yeah. So just letting the people know wow. what they could have on this podcast. Yeah. I'm jealous. We're gonna try and do that. Yeah, we're gonna try and do that every week. Well, Dave, maybe next time you and I can advertise a product. Was that was um, that the writers' room you were working for, Simon? <laughs> no, no, no. You know, I was able to come up Wait, with that fairly quickly. If you guys were together in a hotel in Santa Monica, I'm gonna be really jealous. If you guys we, went to a hotel to make a skit, brainstormed, <laughs> brainstormed, bra- brainstormed that amazing like hell in there, right on the beach. I, uh, I auditioned, boy, that... auditioned for this part, and I got it fair and square. Wow. <laughs> it's true. Um, I want to talk about this uh, Oklahoma Thunder oh, pl- airplane thing. Wait, Simon, uh, how was my performance? Was it good? My, my... Uh, you know, yeah, it was really good. No, for real. I really believe... You did? I, I, it was... It, no, it was good. It was really good. It, it's just, um, you know, sometimes your connection is a little weird. <laughs> so... Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, yeah, like right yeah, now. I, thought, I thought that was happening. Yeah. Damn it. Should I call like, back no, on my phone? No, no, it's, it's just keep as, doing As it. soon as you mentioned that you're like your dream life, your phone got a little wacky. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really became interesting. I think it has something to do with like your mental energy. Yeah, you're dealing with some kind of like stranger things, like upside down world inside, outside of it, it that kind of thing. When did, when did I mention my dream life? You mentioned a dream that you had uh, like five minutes ago. Oh, oh, like that yeah. kind of dream. I thought you meant yeah. like okay. Oh, not like your yeah, not like your dream life. Yeah, sorry. No, you're living that. You have a sports podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I want to talk about this weird. I want to talk about this weird incident where the Oklahoma uh, Thunder were on a plane that had some weird collision with an invisible monster. Yeah, no one knows what happened. Uh, yeah, no one knows what happened, but the entire. I mean. Uh, like when you first sent me this link, uh, Dave, I was kind of like, "Oh, you know, some weird thing." And then I saw the photos. Um, actually, uh, Adam Wingard sent me a link to it as well because I think he's just fascinated by, you know, weird stories. And um, and yeah, I mean, it looks like this plane collided. Oh, for crying out loud! Did we just lose me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, no that's worries. Right. Um, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and, um, and anyway, it looks like this plane like collided with another plane or something. It's like it's like whole front, the whole nose is caved in. So I, I find that really fascinating. And I guess it's bad to fly that way. So I mean, you would. I think thought that was that the metal on that plane is hard enough that if that plane is going whatever it's going like what six hundred miles per hour or something and hits a bird, that the bird would just explode. It would. I wouldn't think that it would. Whoa! So Macal just signed back on and. While he was off, I guess he he, he made a, a profile photo I'm, for himself. I'm back on Skype. my phone now. Oh, okay. Oh, God. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. He's hacksawing something. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. All right. Well, this... I don't. Huh. Okay. Does it sound yeah. bad? Okay. Yeah, it sounds You weird, filled though. in your tattoos a little okay. bit. What? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. I guess we don't have anything to say about that. It's weird that the plane hit some invisible monster. Um, and is the and is the uh, subject of psychic experimentation. Hey, speaking of the That's Oklahoma City say. Thunder, so, we, so we wait, are the all... plane, oh. the plane didn't have what? God damn it! I... 
<laughs> the plane didn't have the, uh, the dent in it before it took off, but then it had it when it landed. That's correct. Yeah, they wouldn't take off if the entire front of the plane was dented in. <laughs> they're supposed to be dyna- They're supposed to be like aerodynamic. You can sometimes like, you can't take can sometimes like get that. a discount if your plane is damaged. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That actually, by the way, that is actually the entire business model of Spirit Airlines. Yeah, that's how the um, that's just, how the Thunder signed those free agents in the off season. They're they're like taking budget uh, air travel. <laughs> oh, wow. That's it's all going to Mellow's right. salary. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay, uh, Dave, what were you going to say about the Oklahoma City Thunder? Yeah, sp- speaking of the Oklahoma City Thunder, we were all way, ah. way over uh, on our guesses about how many how many wins that they would have in our pool. Yeah, we were actually way over in general. I wish I, I, I didn't think it through, but I, I should have, like, none of these teams are winning that many games. Like, even the Warriors are, like, 50-50. Well, what's, no, um, so they've improved, but what, what's crazy is that the Orlando Magic are in first place in the East. They're 4-1. And the Memphis Grizzlies are in first place in the West. They're five and one, and those two teams are teams mm. that like I have no interest in watching like at all. Although I guess the I guess the Grizzlies might be cool. Um, the Grizzlies, they're a cool team. I like their coach. Yeah. Um, and they have that one guy. They have that. Who's their point guard, Dave? That is fun and nice. Mike Conley. Yeah, he's the sort of like unheralded superstar, right? Like, Mike, well, Mike he doesn't Conley, get a lot of. Until last year, Mike Conley was the highest paid player in the league, which anytime right. someone said that sentence, people just, like, it blew their mind so hard that they forgot again. Right. Um, like, he got paid more than LeBron or more than Kobe or anyone for, like, a few Crazy years there so. for some reason. It didn't make sense. What do I say? How about the Orlando, the Orlando Magic also? Did you say that? Yeah, the Orlando Magic are in first place in the East at 4-1. What do they have? They have Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Yeah. yeah. Um, they have Aaron Aflalo. Okay. Uh, that name I mean, I don't know. They don't really have anyone. Bismack Biombo. Right. I'm kind of looking. I'm looking at their roster now. They have they have Mo, Mo buckets. Maurice Spates. Ah, uh, then they're totally oh. worth watching. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, they have that guy with the with the scary name Evan Fournier. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Don't Google. Yeah. Don't Google. Don't. Never Google. Yeah. Do not Google the word Fournier. Um, and they have Nikola Vukovic. Um, not pronouncing that well, but. His name you're supposed to pronounce weird because Charles Barkley has like set a precedent of pronouncing his name in all kinds of insane ways. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. He's like uh, can't can't even come close. <laughs> um, a person that I'm like Twitter and Facebook friends with posted this week. Um, I think she moved to Atlanta recently, and she posted this week about Charles Barkley hitting on her at at the bar where she works. I believe it. Um, yeah. yeah, but it seemed to, it's, it, not in a bad way. I'm pretty sure he's single. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you guys want a want a quick overview of how people are doing on different predictions uh, for the first ten? Because we're at game. Yeah, most teams are yeah. at game six. Some are at seven. Some are at five. All right. Yeah. Let's hear it. So, uh, the only person who I think probably has a chance of getting the Warriors is Mike, yep. who gave them only yep. seven. The rest of us gave eight. Um, mm. The Thunder. No one's gonna get it. No one's even close because they already. The Thunder already lost more games than any of us thought they would in ten. They're three and three. No, I'm sorry. McCall put seven for them. So they could... No, no one's getting the Thunder. Um, McCall's closest. McCall's closest. Um, and this this does go to a separate question, which is how, how are we going to actually score this? Um, the Rockets, I'm way off. I had the Rockets winning 10 out of 10. Um, they're 5-2, and two, though. So uh, Mike and Simon at 7 are both within range. I think McCall at 5 is probably not going to get that. Um, Philly... Mike was a little over. <laughs> Mike thought they might win seven. Um, they're two and four, so they can't win seven. 
Um, I meant that I felt like I would be like if they win, however many games they win, it'll feel like they won seven. That so I don't know if it's, does it say that? Because that's what I was trying to say. It was implied. Oh, it's an emotional seven. An emotional seven. I don't know. It's right. not an empirical seven. I switched it to e seven, so right. you can, yeah, you can decide how to how to score that. Um, dude, Ben Simmons is almost averaging a triple double. It's crazy. Damn. It's crazy. Yeah. He's. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but he's at like like seventeen, eight, nine, or something, something like yeah. that. Damn. Oh, are the Rockets, and Embiid is 20, 2010. Oh, wow. Are the Rockets going to start oh, sucking because um, Chris Paul's gone? I think they're better without him. Here's oh, the crazy wow. thing about Chris Paul is that Chris Paul was offered by the Clippers to sign a, uh, a five-year, $200 million extension uh, in the summer. And there is literally no chance at this point after Chris Paul got injured after one game. He's, he's, he's 32 years old. There's no way on, in hell that he's going to earn $200 million for the rest of his career now like, based on him slowing down and his, his injuries. And he, 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 he decided, nah, he'll, he'll skip that and wait till next year to do a contract. So. And the, the Clippers are actually pretty enjoyable this year. The Clippers are way better without him. Yeah, yep. yeah, they're, they're really kind of fun and scrappy. Uh, I just want to say really quickly, I really like the Lakers' new uniforms. The kind of robin's egg blue, uh, kind of uh, like seventies oh, yeah. style uniform. Is that real? Yeah, like really? Things. Is it the Minneapolis? Yeah, really has me. Amped. Is it the one that has MPLS on the front? Mm, maybe. Maybe they're, they were wearing. They're I, don't, I, I I can't confirm or deny that. I watched only. Uh, blue. I watched only one uh, game of theirs this season, but um, in that game, uh, Minneapolis Lakers throwback jersey is. That were powder blue, yeah. They were, and on the front yeah, of the yeah, yeah, yeah. MPLS, oh, which was awesome. Okay, so I that's thought. their and that and that was their road uniform, and they've kind of brought that back, I guess, uh, this season. Um, I don't know why. It's, I guess to show you, they just said it's a new Lakers. Kobe Bryant's dead, uh, and they have a bunch of new young people, and it's it's going to be a new it's going to be a new game. Kobe Bryant's season. dead. Kobe Bryant's dead. I'm pretty. You didn't hear about that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, isn't it true that he died sure. in the stadium, like right after his last game? Mm-hmm. I thought he died yeah. in the studio when they were recording Muse Cage. <laughs> well, it was a weird, challenging thing because he was selling his like weird, like you know, Mamba brand like footwear or whatever and, and apparel, and someone in the stands said, "I bet you can't eat that shirt." And you know, Kobe Bryant's not one to back down from a challenge, really... so he started. So he ate it. Go ahead. Yeah. He, well, he suffocated and he died. Uh, he got he got about, he got the shirt about halfway down, and, oh then, and then he ran out of air. And they and and they and people were rushing forward to remove the shirt from his esophagus and and save him, but he waved them off. He was like, "No, no, no! I, I got this! I got this!" And then he died uh, yeah. just that way. Yeah, right. and he yeah, yeah, and he. Uh, I think uh, he wet himself as well. Yeah, yeah I'm reading this. Yeah, this is yeah, this this that. Uh, yep, yep. Sad. It's, it's super it's sad. sad. Yeah, it's actually really I mean, kind of one of the. Well, it's it. I mean. In some ways, it's kind of like a sad end to his legacy. Um, but like, what else was he going to be doing? So you know. Yeah, he's in a better was, place now. Yeah. He was kind of an asshole. Yeah, yeah. No one feels good about it. No. Like everyone's like, yeah, all right. Yeah. You know. I mean, he most likely. Um, but it's cool one in Denver. But yeah, it's oh, probably not sure. the only yeah, one. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm looking at this Astros game. George H. W. Bush is waving around a baseball on my screen, like like. Uh, 
like some weird demented old goblin. It's actually delightful. <laughs> um, so, so uh, Kobe... oh, and and his and and his son is coming out. This is just uh, I'm I'm appalled. Okay, so Kobe's going. like about our age, and I when I was at NYU, I was there with someone who had gone to his high school in Philly, Lower Marion, I think it's called. Yeah, and, that's right. Um, uh, you know, this is totally hearsay, but he claimed that his close friend, uh, who was a girl, like once like cope. I don't know why I'm telling this story. Actually, what am I doing? Um, yeah, forget it's one thing it. To actually, joke about I don't want to do this. Like dying, but yeah. it's another thing to actually spread real. Like, this is like real, and maybe yeah, forget it. Okay. So anyway, going back to this. So the Pelicans, we said. Um, but listeners, you get the picture. <laughs> Mike and Macau said, well. said nine and ten wins, respectively. Um, for, for who? For the Pelicans. But they're three and three, so that's that's uh, not really going to... But Simon and I are pretty close. Simon has four and I have five. So those are oh, both wow. plausible. Oh, yeah. So, uh, But really quickly, if I go to the Staples Center and I see where they've, uh, they have Kobe Bryant's bronze corpse on display... <laughs> Um, should, all right, Dave, are you saying that I should or should not continue saluting it? <laughs> I, yeah, right. I, I, I got nothing more to say about Kobe Bryant. <laughs> do, I, do what's in my heart. I, okay. I heard that yeah, the yeah. baseballs in the World Series are like supposed to be like slippery or something, or they're more slippery. Yeah, they're greasy. They're greasy and slimy. Wow, they so really? makes it the World Series. Mm-hmm. And they're soft. Uh, yeah, they lube right, them up. Right. Like it's soft. like that thing when like you had go to a pool party and they grease up a watermelon and then everybody. To capture the watermelon, is it like that? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's yeah, capture. Yeah, yeah. The the watermelon and the grease, and you got to get the watermelon. No, that's something yep. the commissioner does. It's just like when he releases the squirrels or the dogs. Um, yeah, yeah. Up, mm-hmm. the, up the excitement. He'll grease. I've up never the done that watermelon thing at a party, but I've done it at home. It's like super fun. <laughs> but, it's like just by yourself in the bathtub. Like, wait, yeah, in the bathtub. Yeah. While I'm like waiting for Brit yeah. to like get his internet connection going or whatever. <laughs> I haven't done it with a watermelon, but I have done it with like a whole turkey. Um, you know, at Thanksgiving, yeah, you you grease it on up, and you get in the bathtub, and you just try to try to give it a. The, I mean, the thing is, the harder you hug it, the the faster it gets away. So uh, that's Thanksgiving at my house. Right. I did once go to a rodeo. By the way, this is a true story. I did once go to a rodeo and see that thing where they like grease up a pig, and everyone tries to catch the pig. Oh yeah, the, you know this. Oh, yeah, I yeah. I do that with uh, me and Tiffany. Do that with Dash. <laughs> is that why is that why you brought him on the podcast yeah, yeah. to denounce you i just caught him uh, well, i just caught him yeah. finally i once went to a rodeo and saw a dude get like knocked out by a bull that he was uh <laughs> did you say dude. knocked up by a bull knocked out by a no, oh no i'm sorry it wasn't a bull <laughs> it was it was a horse it was one of those it was one of the, <laughs> one of those things where someone's trying to like stay on a horse and the horse you know freaks out uh, <laughs> and, and, and you're supposed to get like thrown off of it or like jump off of it to the side or whatever and not get like kicked in the head by the horse but yeah it, it was in Cody Wyoming and yeah the, the whole the whole stadium just like went to a hush and they had to bring out like an ambulance they like an ambulance you're, like, you're there live yeah I went to a rodeo in Cody Wyoming in uh, 2002 when I drove cross country to move to oh, the wow. west coast yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. So, so this is uh, so if Dave and I were to find ourselves at a rodeo in the future, we could say this is not our first rodeo. <laughs> oh, Simon, what was the joke on your last on last episode? Oh yeah, that was yeah. a great. You know, I, I I I feel bad that you guys. Yeah, because that was a great yeah. joke. I was not we on really... the air when he said it. I was in one of the things where I had to show my, you know, go away from it's, the podcast for a minute. Yeah, it's actually like it's even a bigger deal than feeling bad. Like we. It's like an Brit. emotional wrong that we have to write. 
Right. And Britt oh, was yeah. all like, well, what's the joke? I don't get it. And everyone was thinking about it, and then it was like, all right, move on. Yeah. Yeah, I just tried to, you know, I just tried to keep the pace up. I mean, people say we have one of the fastest-paced sports podcasts there are, like, in the world. Right. No. Because um, we just go from topic to topic to fact to fact, and then we'll spend we'll spend up to 20 minutes then talking about Mikhail's connection, and then we go straight back into it. So it's that it's that staccato pace that really. Uh, what what joke was this? What what was my joke? I don't remember. It was a joke. I said something about the how Yasiel Puig says he licks his bat and it pays him back in hits. Oh yeah. And then you made a double <laughs> pun zinger retort that no one caught, and then we tried to demand that you explain it and you refused. But it was. I think I thought it wasn't very good, but I think it was another bat. Bat pun. It was a bat yeah, pun, like, but it was you uh, punned like on that. bat and hit. Yeah. Uh huh. Well. <laughs> well luckily, it's lost like, to the luckily ether. this bit is funny enough that it makes up for the missed joke. Yeah, yeah. This is this is this is this is the real bit. So uh, really quickly before we wrap it up, uh, I, someone put this article about quarterbacks on the on that line. I did. I forget, um, do the, we have... forget what the article says, but I just always want to talk about how. There are no like quarterbacking is so difficult that there are there are currently in the world only four, maybe three talented quarterbacks, which like the level of futility is so high. And I feel like no one talks about how we've created this sport that requires one position and no one on earth can play it properly. Can you can you name them? Because I actually have not watched like a single football game this year. Yeah, I mean, this happened last time. I tried to kind of name them. I mean, right now, the Eagles quarterback is playing really well. Carson Wentz. You know, like, Tom Brady is always really good. I think, um, what's his name, Drew Brees is maybe having a good season suddenly. The young quarterback for Houston. um, What about the guy who won the MVP last year? Deshaun Watson on Houston? Yeah, Deshaun Watson is having a great year. Really? I didn't know that. Oh, no. Uh, Matt Ryan is having a not great year. Like, that's the thing. All these great quarterbacks suddenly. Cam Newton? Cam Newton, Newton, not, not, not great this year. Not great. Like, okay, but not great. I'm talking, like, elite quarterbacks like in basketball Joe you could Namath name, you could name 10 guards right now who are like killing it and doing really really well in football you'd be hard pressed to name more than five quarterbacks that you'd really want on your team that you would like sacrifice you know draft picks or a trade or whatever to get and I, it's, it's fascinating to me that it seems like we want to watch this sport where we just like I think what it is is that we want to hate our quarterback there's some deep psychological thing going on where like we want to wake up on Monday mornings and complain about our quarterback there's something we're getting something out of that well but also like what if basketball was set up where like one only one guy was allowed to like throw the ball yeah yeah well yeah, yeah but yeah right we that guy would probably also we would we would think no one could be good at that. Well, here's one thing that I know is that a large, and I know this for a fact, a large number of people who uh, might be good at quarterback are discouraged from being quarterbacks and um, and are encouraged towards other positions like wide receiver, um, cornerback. Um, and things like that because of the color of their skin. So I, think I wonder. That's, I think that's very true. Um, there's no way to test that truth against my theory because we can't get them in the league, right. or we can't get them in the right numbers in the league, right? Um, only like, well, because I think I, I, think I will about say 80, that, yeah. that. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that like that young black quarterbacks in the league have a higher success rate than 
it just seems like it's across the board. There's right. this level of futility. Like, remember oh, how excited weird. when when RG three came in the league? Everybody was so excited. Like, there was that year when RG three and Kaepernick were both so exciting. I was and in then, a like, gas station yesterday in rural Virginia, and they had for some reason they were selling an RG three uh, jersey still. Hmm, that's hilarious. Yeah, gas station gas stations like <laughs> sometimes have like weird stuff. Like, they have like stuff from like the 1990s in gas stations sometimes. True. It wasn't like the most up-to-date gas station. Yeah. All right, Dave, I have a list really quick just of the top 10 uh, quarterback ratings for the year. Great. And like you tell me how many of these names like you think light the world on fire. So Deshaun Watson from Houston, Dak Prescott, Cowboys, Carson Wentz of the Eagles, Kirk Cousins of Washington, Tom Brady, Alex Smith, Case Keenum, Aaron Rodgers, who's old and probably going to die soon. Um, Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan. Yeah, I mean, I've got to like, agree. Fully four or five or six of those names are I'm like the Dak is in there. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's great. I mean, he's going to be good for a long time. But it just seems like there are only thirty-two teams. I think it's thirty-two. So, like, how come we can't find thirty-two amazing quarterbacks? I think it's a flaw in the game. I think there's something really wrong with the game is played. And I think we like mm. it and we're drawn to it for that exact reason. Huh. Um, I just want to say there's Very a video of a Marshawn Lynch watching uh, a woman juggle, <laughs> a woman who goes by the name Red Panda, that uh, that everyone needs to look up. It's a oh, wonderful she, is video. Is she juggling on a unicycle? So, yes, that's correct. So, Mike, do you think like football is fundamentally about failure and the failure of the quarterback and that like since it's like white people who – hold the purse strings and have all the power in it. They've like designed it so that this figure of failure at the center of it is the person that's like most relatable to themselves or to the, to their imagined audience. Um, yeah, I think you just said that like 10 times better than I did, but that's exactly, yeah, yeah, that's exactly it it. to where it had to go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's the new segment called Dave pronounces Mike's thoughts. Dave, Dave (laughs) takes it to where it has to go. Yeah. No, I think that's exactly it. I think that's exactly it. Wow. So, that's really wow. deep. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we could resolve that. All right. Well, I think on that note we yeah. should wrap it up because I don't think we're going to solve any other mysteries this week. <laughs> um, thank you, thank you, folks, for listening. I, I, I imagine you're you're really kind of going to have to spend some time with this one. Um, but you know, after you listen to it a few times, you know, be sure to tune in next week. We'll have another episode. <laughs> Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Make room for sports.